Hi, I'm Michael. Wait, no, I'm not. Hey, I, uh, I'm Aaron, and I have this other guy with me. Michael Wood, and our <laughs> guest today is Naomi Bush, and she is a WordPress developer. She's a core contributor, a meetup organizer, <laughs> has her own plugin, and probably many other things. So welcome, Naomi. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Um, why don't you tell us a little about, uh, I guess, just personal, what you do, uh, what you like to do, um, and then we could move into more businessy things sure. like your plugins and stuff. Sure. So um, I am Naomi. Um, <laughs> I love my family. How about that? I um, I have two kids, and. They are just the light of my life. So I love hanging out with my family, um, listening to music. Uh, let's see, long walks on the beach. <laughs> Describe you know, the perfect date. No, <laughs> no, no, but for real, um, you know, I, I love my family and I uh, love hanging out with them. And so, you know, if I'm not working, that is what I'm doing. Um, I have kids. I know that you guys have kids and you know the energy uh, that they bring. And so there is never, ever a dull moment here, <laughs> uh, except when they're asleep. You know, when bedtime comes, you know, that's kind of when it all stops. But after that, you know, everything is uh, high energy all the time. I I can relate. So I, I now have, well, in about a month, I'll have two uh, teenage girls. Um, wow. And then I have a follow-up, uh, another set of kids. Um, okay. <laughs> and so transitioning from, like, you know, kids, you know, little kids to teenagers, gotcha. is it, that's a that's a big one. Okay. Um, so, but, <laughs> but uh, no, that's that's good. So you're, you're in Atlanta. Are you an Atlanta native? I am not. Um, uh. When I said that I liked long walks on the beach, um, I really meant that even though it sounded funny because I grew up on the beach uh, in New Jersey <laughs> and I miss it. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. So well, tell us a little, little about what you do within um, the WordPress community. I know that I see you every year at uh, WordCamp Atlanta and you always do the contributor day, but uh, I will hand the microphone over to you. Yeah. So um, in WordPress on uh, the community specifically, um, one of the things that uh, I'm really excited about is I am the WordPress Gwinnett, uh, one of the lead organizers for that. Uh, and that's our meetup group here in Gwinnett County. It's been going on, I think, for about six years now. And, you know, that is just one of the things that I'm really excited about um, because I just love uh, what we're able to do here in the community. Uh, and then from there, uh, I'm one of the organizers of uh, WordCamp Atlanta, which is our local WordPress conference. Of course, you guys know this. Um, and for the last two years, I have been doing Contributor Day, which was, I remember when I attended my first WordCamp, I think it was 2012, 2013. And I always wanted a Contributor Day. And so, uh, you know, when the opportunity came, I was really excited for that. Um, I am a core contributor. Uh, I do have um, several 
several free plugins uh, in the WordPress repository. And then uh, I have a business uh, where I create uh, plugins as well. So um, WordPress is very much a part of my life. <laughs> so I'm always uh, curious. So when you say contributed to core, um, why don't mm -hmm. you explain maybe some of the different ways that you've done that and some of the types of things that you've contributed? Sure. So I have some code that's in WordPress. Uh, if no one has contributed over top of my code, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have some code that's sitting in WordPress. And so that's uh, part of being a core contributor. Of course, there are multiple ways to contribute uh, to WordPress. And so code is just one of those things. Um, you know, being a meetup organizer, you know, I contribute to the community. Uh, being a um, WordCamp organizer, that's contributing to the community. You know, anyone, and this is what I like to say, anyone can contribute to WordPress. You know, if you know how to do anything in WordPress, you can help someone else uh, because there's always someone who is not where you are. You're always further along than someone else is. So, you know, if you tell someone about WordPress, you're contributing to WordPress. If you can help someone do something in WordPress that they couldn't do before, you're contributing to WordPress. And so, you know, one of the things that I think uh, I consider for myself is why am I doing this? Why do I contribute to WordPress? And I think one of the reasons why is just because WordPress has uh, afforded me uh, so many opportunities. You know, first of all, it's a completely free piece of software. You know, there are volunteers all over the world, hundreds uh, that make this software and then they give it to us for free. And so I feel like, you know, the least you can do is, you know, try to give something back. You know, and then we can continue it on. It's a circle and a cycle that we can continue to have going, which is freely WordPress is given to us. And so freely we can we can give to others. I think Matt had something going on called five for the future. You know, look, five minutes, you know, an hour, you everybody can contribute something. Cool. So I'm also curious, when exactly did you get started down this WordPress path and you know, yeah. What, what, what was that look like for you? Yeah. So back when, uh, when I first started, what is it? MT was the big thing. MT and live journal. You know, I remember everyone had a, um, you know, had an MT blog in college and, uh, then there was live journal and then, you know, somehow learned about CMSs. And I think the first CMS that I got my teeth into was a Ruby on Rails CMS called Mephisto. I don't know if anyone uh, is familiar with that. And um, that was a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> I remember feeling so accomplished when I finally got that up and running because I think anyone who's played around with Ruby and Ruby on Rails knows that it is definitely not as easy as PHP. <laughs> And so then, you know, somehow researching, I come across WordPress. I said, oh, the five minute install. And so, you know, coming from Mephisto, which was more like the five day <laughs> or the five week install, five minutes. Okay. You know, let's, let's check this out. Anyone can do this. Okay. Let's check this out. You know, at that time I was building websites for people and for clients. And so played around with WordPress. And, you know, the funny thing is, I think one of the first big sites that I built for a client was using uh, the first version of WP e-commerce. I don't, I don't even know if that's still around. 
And if you know anything about the first version of WP e-commerce, it was so painful. So much so that my client begged me to never make him use WordPress again. (laughs) (laughs) And so I actually left WordPress for a little bit because I'm like, okay, you know, there's, you know, my client doesn't want to use this. There must be something better. And so I went around for about two years, you know, trying all these different CMSs paid and some unpaid, but I came back. And the reason why I came back is because I realized that even though WordPress wasn't perfect, the thing was I could customize it to do what I needed it to do. And so we can make it good enough. And so uh, ever since then, I've been here. And so that's kind of how I got into WordPress. So once you got into WordPress, how long was it before you got involved in the community? I would say not long but maybe longer than I wanted it to, because I remember learning about WordCamp Atlanta many years ago. And, you know, I reached out to try to volunteer, but I did not, (laughs) I never, uh, never received a response. And I was told that, you know, there was one person that was in charge and they never, you know, got back to me. So, but, you know, in the meantime, I was always, you know, just watching and observing, taking it all in, figuring it out. So, Uh, I was always, you know, always wondering about the community. And, you know, I think before you can just jump in, you do need to watch and observe first. So I'm glad, you know, I'm glad I I took that route. Cool. Yeah, I know that uh, I started playing around with WordPress long before I got involved in the community. Okay. (laughs) A friend of of mine actually told me about WordCamp and I was like, oh, that sounds awesome. Of course, he was telling me right after the WordCamp happened. Yeah, right. (laughs) I was asking him to tell me, oh, maybe next year, you know, just Mm -hmm. let me know about it and then we can go together. So next year rolls around and he tells me about it right after WordCamp. Uh, So yeah, it was a little while longer than I was hoping uh, before I really got plugged in. But yeah, yeah, I think it's it's good that it's, the community has grown more than it's, it's not just the word camp once a year, you know, the meetups yeah. have popped up everywhere and it's, yeah. it's easy to get in. So, yep. um, so when, when was your first, uh, work at Micah and then same, uh, to you, Naomi. Okay. Uh, mine was in 2010 in Savannah. Okay. Oh, the, the famous one with, uh, Matt Mullenweg. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Naomi, what about you? I want to say it was 2012. Um, because, and I, <laughs> I always say this, I went as a man <laughs> and not a woman. One of, one of my friends, they actually had a, uh, a ticket uh, that someone wasn't using. And so I think I went as someone called John something. I can't remember. Um, but that was my first WordCamp. And uh, it was such a great experience that um, I said, wow, I want to do this more often. And so I remember asking the organizers, you know, hey, are, are there people in Gwinnett that meet up? And they said, no. I said, you know, are you able to ask around and see if anyone wants to meet up? They said, oh, you know, you can just do it yourself. <laughs> so I said, oh, OK. And uh, so I put the call out there. And the next month we had a meetup here in Gwinnett. So that was, yeah, six years ago. Nice. So you did your meetup for six years and then you became an organizer at a WordCamp Atlanta. That was two years ago. Was that the first time you were an organizer? That was the first time I was a WordCamp organizer. Okay. I've actually done conferences in the past, but that was the first time I did a WordCamp. 
Gotcha. So let, let's shift real quick into kind of what you do now within WordPress. We know that you are a Gravity Forms, I was going to say Gravity Forms Ninja, but I, I guess you can't <laughs> say with Ninja Forms being around, I can't You're say right. that. So I'll say uh, Gravity Forms expert. Tell us about that. Sure. So, oh gosh. So gravity forms, you know, I never intended to be in gravity forms, but uh, I was again, building a client site. Cause that's what I used to do is build client sites. And I remember when gravity forms uh, first came out, you know, and I kind of watched it and then they did their whole lifetime thing. And I said, okay, let me get on that. And so I bought my lifetime license. This was, I want to say back in 2010, 2011, somewhere around there. So I was building a payment form for a client. And at that time, PayPal, you know, we were using PayPal, but it wasn't the best for us. And that, that was just because of that whole redirect. And so for this client, we were working with um, with older people, you know, who weren't as used to technology. And so the likelihood of them getting lost uh, between the redirect to PayPal and coming back to our site and making sure that their payment um, was recorded properly was very high. And so that's when um, I had been hearing about Stripe, you know, this payment processor called Stripe, you know, payments for developers. That's how they build themselves at the time. So I'm like, hmm, you know, and I kind of kept it in my back pocket. Hmm, this is interesting. I don't know when I'll use it, but it's interesting. And so when this project uh, came up, when we were doing version two, I said, oh, wow, that would be perfect because there's no redirect. You know, everything happens right there. And uh, that's it. And so I asked the Gravity Forms guys if they were going to build an integration. And they said, oh, we've heard of it. You know, we'll get to it maybe sometime. Not now. <laughs> that whole kind of thing. And so I said, well, <laughs> I need this in two weeks, right? I need this now. And so I looked at one of their other payment add-ons and I reverse engineered it and I built the Stripe one. And then, you know, at that time, you know, I had been watching watching the community, you know, I wanted to have one of my own plugins. I want it in the uh, WordPress repository. So I said, well, hey, this will be a good first one. I just put it out there. I expected no one to use it because who am I? Why are you using my plugin? You know, nobody will need this, that kind of thing. But it's just for me, you know, as a learning tool. So I put it on the WordPress repository and I posted in the Gravity Forms forums. And the very next day, I got someone that sent me a $50 donation and started encouraging other people to send in donations as well. And so I said, oh, and it just took off from there. <laughs> so I've been doing that ever since. I still have that plugin. I still sell that plugin. That kind of jumped off my Gravity Forms career. So how did you, so you said you released that on the public repository. So how did you transition yes. to that being a paid plugin? Sure. So that plugin, it just did, uh, you know, very basically took a one-time payment. That's it. So there were other features, you know, the Stripe API was growing at the time. There were other features that people wanted. So I said, okay. And I put those into a paid plugin. How does your licensing work? So I guess it's multiple questions. Uh, first, where is your plugin? Uh, give us the, the URL. And then how does the, you install that? And then you go and you purchase the, the add-ons you need? So there's the free version that's on the WordPress repository. And then there is the more commonly people call it a pro version um, that has all of the other features and that's paid. And that's on my website. You can actually get to all of my plugins at gravityplus.pro. So that's gravityplus.pro, P-R-O. 
Cool. So what all features does that offer? Sure. So the paid Stripe version, I call it more Stripe, right? <laughs> uh, because the first one is just one-time payments. Uh, that's it. And, you know, it worked out really well because for some people, that's really all they want and all they need is just the ability to take a one-time payment, you know, and so that's fine. But the paid version, it does subscriptions, it does membership self-management. I now have a uh, multi-currency selector that, that's actually been spun out into its own product because there are people that did not have Stripe that wanted to use it. There's also uh, Stripe Connect, which is Stripe's uh, marketplace product. So uh, we added that as well. Okay. So I remember you spoke at a WordCamp Atlanta and I don't remember what year it was, 13, it's all a blur, right? Uh, 13, 14. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, and did, do I remember this correctly? And I think it's been three plus years. So, so bear with me. Did you wind up working uh, for Stripe with Stripe? I did. Okay. Yeah. I tell did. us about that. You know, as a result of doing the plugin, you know, I just, I love Stripe and I ended up hanging out in, uh, in their little chat room a lot. And um, then one day I get an email from uh, from one of the co-founders and uh, he says, yeah, we want to meet you. Come out. <laughs> so I ended up working for Stripe and that was that was really cool. Uh, first, because they let me stay here in Atlanta <laughs> and I didn't have to move to San Francisco. Uh, so I would go out there once a month. But you can do long walks on the beach in uh, San Francisco. So <laughs> Maybe you should have. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But you know, it's cold in San Francisco. <laughs> it is. So water is very cold. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a that was a really cool experience, especially because when we when I first started there, I think I was like employee twenty something. There were just a few of us, the second floor of this building, and it was just it was really cool because it felt like you were really working towards something and you were really helping people. I won't say changing the world, but you know, you were really helping people do things that, you know, before were difficult, you know, so you were changing their lives and changing their businesses. So it was just a few of us and, you know, we would just knock things out. Not soon after I joined, about a year later, I think they had just gone through an explosive growth. <laughs> uh, explosive, I mean, like hundreds of people. Uh, so, and me, I particularly, I'm not a big company um, type of person. So, so you've sh shifted away from there. And so what, what is your, uh, day to day? Like, where do you work now? Are you uh, basically just self-employed? Yeah, I work at home here and I do gravity forms <laughs> day to day, all day, every day. So you work with, uh, not just the plugin though, right? You do client work as well. I did start uh, doing client work a, uh, a few years ago. Um, because I would get people that wanted to customize things with Gravity Forms. And, you know, I wasn't doing any client work at that time. But I said, hmm, you know, I started getting some really interesting requests to, you know, modify and customize Gravity Forms in ways that I thought was interesting. So I said, hmm, let me, you know, start trying to take on some of these. Because, as you know, product work, you know, it can take up all of your time. But, you know, I think just having your finger on the pulse of what people want to do with Gravity Forms, it only helps make your products better. I uh, started learning a lot and, you know, meeting some meeting some good people that way. So I, I take on, you know, a few, I'll say maybe a few projects a year. Uh, it's not many. It's definitely not one a month. 
either, but a few, you know, that I find very interesting. So have you ever uh, been able to land a project that where you got paid to essentially build a product? Yeah, I've actually had um, multiple of my products uh, turn out that way. Uh, because as part of client work, you know, everything that I do is open source. Uh, so, you know, I don't do anything where I can't then contribute back. And the reason why is because even when I'm working on a project for a client, you know, I'm bringing knowledge that I've learned from somewhere else, from something else. So from someone who is willing to to allow that, you know, to contribute to other things. And so I feel like that's only right. You know, we're working on open source software. WordPress is open source. Gravity Forms is open source. You know, so, you know, how I pitch it to clients is, you know, your project is only better because I'm able to bring a lot of what I've learned on other projects and I'm, I'm able to contribute that to yours. And so, you know, I only do open source work. So, yeah, I've, I have had people who say, hey, I want this to exist, you know, build this and then you can sell it. And then I've had people say, hey, build it. I don't care what you do with it. <laughs> as long as it works for, for that person, for me, yeah, it makes yeah, sense. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. Micah, you normally ask uh, things that I normally forget, which are like processes, because you are a processes kind of guy. So I'm going to hand the mic, uh, virtual mic, over, over to you, uh, hit you up with one of those questions. So basically, you're just going to ask the question, Indirectly. Right? <laughs> uh, what are we, what? Hmm? <laughs> yeah. I, so yeah, that's one of the things that I always like to, to find out more about is, you know, what, what types of productivity tips, I guess, uh, you might have for the work at home, uh, freelancer type. Uh, so there's two types. There may be more with kids and without kids. Um, so <laughs> I can relate. Uh, that, that, that makes a big difference. I've worked at home in both <laughs> phases of my life, uh, with and without kids. So, uh, without kids is, you know, now having kids. Yeah. It's, it's a lot easier. Uh, there are no interruptions, uh, no distractions except the ones that you, you allow to happen yourself, but set, set your working hours. Of course, don't just be haphazard with it. Oh, I'll work whenever. And I think some of that is more of just self-discipline, you know, those types of things. So set your working hours. Uh, I have heard some people recommend to um, get dressed as if you're going to a job. Um, I will not say that. Uh, That's one of the things that I like about working from home. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, some people say have a dedicated environment. Yes, absolutely have a dedicated environment. But one of the things that I like working from home is sometimes I can sit in my bed <laughs> with my laptop yeah. on my computer. So, but, you know, I still do have a dedicated environment. Have some place where you can close the door. <laughs> close the door, lock it, put a do not disturb sign on the outside. Sometimes for me, it could just be me. I find that I need to change environments. So like during the fall or spring when it's really nice, uh, I'll end up working outside, you know, before the mosquitoes get bad. Um, mm-hmm. But <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I, you know, I'll work outside. I would also say don't just stay. And again, this could just be my personality. I need variety. You know, make sure that you exercise, you know, go take a walk. Especially on the beach. <laughs> you know, it's, uh... <laughs> yeah, but, um, you know, especially if you're a developer, 
sometimes you'll be doing something else and the problem that you were working on, the answer will come to you. So, but then I hear some developers, they just sit there all night and the answer comes to them like that, just by staring at it and, you know, banging on keys. So, you know, that's, that's just what works for me. Uh, get out the house at least once a yeah. week. <laughs> well, yeah, I've been that way. So, yeah. so working basically for myself, I mean, I have a, I have a team, but I mean, I've looked before and I'm like, wait, I haven't left the house in four days. Like I, I probably should yeah. do that. So, but th- it was funny. You said, um, outside, uh, we recently interviewed, uh, Gary, uh, Kovar that's in, uh, Jacksonville, Florida. And he mm-hmm. said he's outside all the time in I don't know if you've been to Jacksonville, but my goodness, it's hot there. And so yeah. I can, I could be outside, uh, you know, spring and fall, summer, no way. No, that's, <laughs> that's good, good advice. You know, set it, setting your hours uh, is one thing that I, I learned. I remember when I first started, I was, I would work until midnight and, you know, really I wouldn't get a lot of stuff done past nine o'clock. I'm pretty pretty picky on my hours, you know, uh, nine to five type thing. I mean, it, it fluctuates a little bit, but I mean, that's kind of where I stand. I'm going to ask you the final question, the most important question you've ever been asked in your, no, just kidding. <laughs> um, so, so this is uh, WP square one. So the question okay. is if you were to go back to square one, um, and start over, what would you have done differently slash what kind of advice could you give people that are just now uh, starting off and they want to get involved uh, and do something similar to what you do? I would have listened to my customers a lot sooner. Back then, and even now, Gravity Forms add-ons, you know, they're pretty specific things. They have a lane and they stay there. That's what I was trying to do when I first started out, right? We just do one thing. One specific thing, and we do it really well, and that's it. Nothing else. You know, now when I say it, it makes sense. But your customers are the ones that are using your product. And I would have customers ask me over and over and over and over and over, you know, to add certain things to my product. And I resisted for a long time because I just wanted to stay in the lane that had been set for what an add-on does. But of course, you know, this is still early in Gravity Forms history. And finally, I relented. And when I relented and added those things that the customer asked for, whether it was in that particular product or I created a new product, it really uh, allowed for some longevity for the product to be used, you know, in other ways that have just been so helpful to people. So even in the face of competitors, we're still here still successful because of those features that we added. If we had not added those features, then the competitors would have come along and just killed what we had. So, so if you are building a product, if you want to build a product, listen to your customers, listen to your audience. I'm not saying you have to do everything that they say. Your job is to take what they're telling you and then turning and turn it into something that's useful. On the flip side, I had a free plugin and uh, it had a little bit of usage. I found one person gave me some feedback, so I added something. I got a handful of other people using it, so I had some more stuff, uh, whatever they asked for. And eventually got over a quarter million downloads. But problem was when I got done, 
it was a bit of a beast because <laughs> I had I had put everything that everyone was asking for in there, and it kind of deviated from its initial purpose. So, yeah, I totally get where you're coming from. You know, you you want to control it and keep it on this specific path yeah. that you you want it to go down, but same time, yeah, you got to listen to the customers. So, and nowadays, there's people who tell you before you build anything, do your customer discovery, figure out what the customer wants, then start to build. That way you make sure you address their actual need as opposed to what you think that is. So good advice. We really appreciate you coming on and we want to make sure everybody knows where to reach out and find more information about your plugins or getting in touch with you, that kind of thing. So what would be the best way for that to happen? Yeah, I am over at gravityplus.pro. That's gravity, P-L-U-S dot P-R-O. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, I do know you guys, um, you know, but uh, I do appreciate you. Yeah, thank you for me. spending the time. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs>